All right, we got episode 69 oh, of the Building Strength Podcast. Today we got Coach D in the cut. We're in the bank vault, literally the bank oh. vault. Delivering this money content for you guys. Yep. So we got Coach D and really we wanted to talk about nutrition for this podcast, everything nutrition. So... Hope you guys get locked in. Enjoy this one. So why we wanted to do this is because Coach D has been helping me with my nutrition for the last 20, 22 weeks. And I've learned a lot in the last 22 weeks. Have made a ton of progress, feeling good about things. So, you know, we just wanted to sit down and talk about it. Coach, uh, let me let me hand the mic over. So y'all, I'm back. Do you guys miss me? You know it's always going to be something good when Theo and I get together. So today, we're going to get a ton of, ton of good info for you guys. Because I know one thing that we get a lot is nutrition, right? And that's like half the game. You guys know we train. You guys probably do too. But the food, it can get so hard, right? Or does it have to be? You know what? I do think it is the hardest part and I've been training for like 10, 12 years and really only in the last year, only in the last six months have I been like, okay, I get it a bit more now. You know what I mean? And it feels good. It really does feel good. So I wanted to start with some of the lessons that I've learned in the last 20 weeks and coach, you just did a show too. Right. That was what one two months ago. That was like I think I think we're just passing the three month mark now. So that's probably yeah like three and a half months ago. Okay, so coach just did a show about three months ago. So I'm sure you learned a lot too through that oh, process, man. right? So much, man. So so, much. so some key things that I wanted to just list out real quick before we dive deeper into them. The main lesson I learned is it really doesn't have to be perfect. Like, it doesn't have to be 100% perfect. And I found that over the last six months, I've been pretty far from perfect and the progress is still there. Obviously, it could have been better, but I've still made a ton of progress. Second point, I realized that when you're in a calorie deficit, food volume is key. So we can touch on that later, help people out, make things easier for you guys. And another point about being in a deficit is that Intermittent fasting can be pretty helpful. Key. Key. So the biggest thing I learned about myself is that I'm a really big stress eater. Like, really busy with work. Sometimes I don't have a lot of sleep. And then the next day when I'm tired, when the fatigue is really high, when the stress is really high, I just found that the willpower was so low and I just fucking ate everything in sight. So those are the main lessons I've learned. Coach, what are the main lessons you learned with your prep? I think um, what I learned with my prep, the main reason I wanted to do it was just to have that, that real life in the trenches experience so I could help more people, right? Like I've gone shredded like many, many times, but one thing with myself is I always want to push it to the next level, right? And getting, getting stage lean, that's a completely different game. Right. I mean, having abs is one thing, but trying to get shredded glutes mm-hmm. is a different game, man. And man, I thought, like, I I would say for like up ninety percent of the prep, I was cruising, you know, because I have so much experience with this. But man, that final month, that that final month got me, man. So it's really those those, la- those last two three weeks, something I never experienced before, just in terms of how how you're feeling and just how how depleted you are at that point and you got to learn to push harder right and i've never pushed that hard and looking back i know that i could have pushed even harder so i'm excited for the next one to take it up another level does that mean you'll be doing a show in the future i'm definitely going to do another show because that first show honestly that that weekend was crazy, man, because the day before the show, I got to say it was like one of the most stressful day of my life. And then 
the day of the show was like one of the best days of my life so quite a contrast but that that experience i how the word i describe being on stage is just exhilarating man like it's very i've done a ton of like powerlifting competitions but i don't think it can compare to stepping on the stage for bodybuilding right i mean no no knock against powerlifting i love powerlifting but it's just a very different game so feel think about this you're going you're dieting for like four months to step on stage for 30 seconds to show your stuff and that 30 second it's a make or break to see if you actually move on right because you get your 30 second routine and if you're good enough you get to move on to the finals then you get to do your 60 second routine but that 60 second routine that's not promise you know like you you go into a powerlifting competition and you everybody gets nine lifts unless you bomb out but hey like when it comes to bodybuilding you might not even make it to the next round right and you're like shit i spent all this time posing for this routine i didn't even get to show it so yeah there there is there is no room for, to slack not even one bit so in the in the future like now that you've gone through it what would you change about the prep what would you do better what do you know now that you didn't know so as i was saying like i've gotten shredded many times but it was almost it was almost like how do i describe it i would say it was almost so easy up to a point and then it just completely shifted in the last couple of weeks where i kind of got checked <laughs> You know, where I was like, whoa, you you now have to tap into this other side, this next level that you don't have. Because, like, you saw me, like, six weeks out. I was like, man, in, 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 I'm, I, I knew I could get leaner. Everyone's telling me, you're ready. I'm like, no, I'm not ready. But that final month, I, I didn't know how to deal with everything else going on in life, right? So... Like, for example, uh, the business was picking up, which is a blessing. I love all you guys. But aside with that, I always say everything takes, but not everything gives. So in that final month, I was doing more than ever on top of the show. So I just really, really exhausted my resources. And next time, I'm definitely going to – I got to subtract some things, right? Like, one thing I, I'm definitely going to do next time is the week – before the show i don't want to see any damn clients <laughs> you know you just that that last week you need to just lock in you should be ready but you got to get your mind right that's that last week you just got to stay at home be a hermit and just you're just so tired at that point like yeah. running sessions was insane even thinking about anything aside from food right. and posing it was tough and i i would even honestly give myself the week after as well right. just to kind of recuperate mentally right so that's that's something I'll do next time. I will I know what to expect now. Yeah. And I know I got to scale some things back if I want to do my best. Okay. Yeah, cuz back to earlier when I was saying like I realized that it doesn't have to be perfect. That's for me. A casual, you know, you're yeah, just yeah, casually yeah. leaning out. Mm -hmm. But if you're you've actually got a date, you've got a show. Mm -hmm. It's like it has to it's it kind of have to be perfect. It has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. there's, and there's no way around that. Right, right. So if you ever, the reason I made the commitment to do that show, aside from gaining the experience to become a better coach, was just to understand what it, what it took, right? And I know that with the next one is going to be better, and the one after that is going to be even better because it was only my first one, and I hear f every competitor says, they all get a little bit easier every time. They're still hard, but you pick up something new every single time, and you, you kind of learn to refine that process and learn what works for you. Yeah. First, first one's always the hardest, right? All right, so let's talk consistency because I know as a client, you know, I wasn't the most consistent. I haven't been the most consistent over the last 22 weeks, 20 weeks. Like, I'd say out of the last 22 weeks, I had maybe three perfect 
quote unquote perfect weeks. Mm-hmm. How do you find like with all your other clients, with everyone else you've worked with, like how is the consistency there? Like did they see the same results that I did even though I wasn't like 100% on it all the time? Well, it goes to say that every single client, every single person is different. So with you, Theo, when, we, when it comes to consistency, I would say you were around like 70, 75%, which for a guy like you, you're already pretty lean. It was more, more so me uh, being on your ass and you having that accountability to me to eat eat the amount of food that you needed to eat to get to your goals, right? Because I know with you, uh, you eat really well. So Theo already has, Theo has a really good background. Theo knows how to eat, right? So even though Theo is, was maybe only 75%, let's say if I took a complete beginner who doesn't have Theo's good eating habits, they, they could be 90, 100%, but they still wouldn't have the advantage that Theo has. Because Theo, Theo was already eating well. A lot of whole foods, a lot of fruits and veggies. I just needed to tell him how much. And when it came time for it to troubleshoot certain issues that he, he had, I could give that advice, uh, the practical advice. But for someone who's new to this, that first time will always be the hardest. That's why I say with macros, the more you do it, the better you're gonna get at it, right? And one, one thing we always say is we, we count macros to not have to count macros. And what that kind of means is I, I don't expect you guys to be constantly tracking your food. Even though this is what I do for a living and this is what I help people do, it's not something I do year round. But regardless if I'm 100% on point for a show or just locking in for six to eight weeks to get my abs back, I I don't expect anyone to do this forever. I think that's crazy. But when you do do it for that period of the time, when you are locked in and you're committed, the skill that you're learning, it's going to be with you for life. So from that, you're just going to make better decision. So I going back to Theo's question, I think he already had a set of skills that really helped him kind of counteract the inconsistency where other people they could put in more effort than him but they would have to learn everything from the start where theo really didn't have to he just theo needed more more so guidance from me okay that makes a lot of sense because it's like i mean i thank my parents for that my my parents eat well you know whole foods they know what's up right so it, I guess it's like years of knowing like okay yeah. these are the good foods you should eat yeah and all right in terms of food volume, mm-hmm. that was a big thing I learned. Like when you're yeah. in a deficit, you gotta eat different foods. That's right. Because you know, I so when I was in the deficit, it's like you can't really just eat the rice and the ground beef and the spinach. No. Because it's so mushy, it's right? So mu- like it doesn't. You eat and it doesn't even feel like you ate. Yes. And then so I had to learn like, oh shit, you gotta bump up food volume. Mm-hmm. So basically, what that means is you gotta eat more but not increase calories that much so foods like carrots and zucchini and coleslaw like things had that had texture and you had talked about this before yeah but But again understood until you did it again i didn't know until i did it so then i was like oh shit this makes a lot of sense like you got to get like those cherry tomatoes they just add texture so i think i think before we we move on i think we we should define what food volume is for the audience right so uh how how about you give me your your own personal definition of it yep. and I'll I'll tell you how I define food volume. Well, food volume so basically it's like how much you're eating and then how say how many calories that food is actually um, consisting of. So say I could eat a one Boston cream donut, yes. 250 calories yeah. or I could eat 250 calories of chicken breast. And that chicken breast is going to keep me fuller for longer. So because it's more voluminous, right? And it takes you longer to eat. You have to chew it up. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at it. So essentially, guys, food volume is like this. 
it's it's simply the amount of space like the sheer mass of the food right so when you work with me i will give you guys your your macronutrient goals that you have to hit and if you hit your macronutrient goal you're going to hit your calorie goal right but um when it comes why food volume is so vastly important is that when you get deeper into the cut you will get hungry if you've been dieting long enough so one of the i think the most important thing for adherence is don't get hungry or or do your best to minimize that hunger and food volume is key for that so food volume is the amount of space that the food takes up so i'll give you an example uh so for what could we get for like 50 grams of carb like one scoop of rice yeah not a lot and theo and i love rice right but for 50 grams of carbs you can also eat a whole salad bowl of like popcorn right so just think about that guys what's what's gonna fill you up more so basically think of food volume the amount of space that food takes up and what's gonna fill you up more because um i'm, I'm sure we run into clients who they say they, they most people actually don't eat that much but they eat very calorie dense food so foods that are very low in food volume but take up a ton of space, right? For example, um, one of the keys was like uh, like potatoes, right? Yeah. You can have one banana, or we could do more than half a pound of like red mini potatoes, right? And food volume can also apply to how you prep the food. So for example, um, egg whites, right? Yeah. Egg whites, pure protein, but let's say rather than drinking your egg whites and you're getting the same amount of calories or portion that you need what if you scramble the egg whites right when you scramble your food you're going to have a ton more egg whites to eat even though it's the same amount of calories that amount is going to fill you up more so food volume is very very key potatoes was definitely a big one for me because now i'm eating about per meal about 300 grams of potatoes or 300 grams of rice yes and the calorie count in the potatoes is like it's less than 250 calories yes for 300 grams of potatoes for 300 grams of rice it's like close to 500 almost yeah. it's like 450 475 yeah. calories so that's what we mean and i think this is actually a great example of um how a lot of it I always tell people it's like a lot of this isn't so black and white anymore right mm -hmm. as in so we're talking about food volume in terms of a deficit so increasing food volume so you can eat more if yeah. you're in a deficit so you can be fuller for longer so then you're not hungry right so yeah. you can stick to the plan but now that you're you're having me eat in a slight surplus yes so what i was doing over the last couple of weeks is i was only eating potatoes so i was like yo i can't eat that much because right. i'm not I'm not get hitting my caloric goals or not nowhere near my carbohydrate goals. Mm -hmm. So I realized, okay, I need to eat like at least one meal of rice per day now yes. to get up there. Yes. So just a good example of like, although we're saying food volume is key in a deficit and we're giving examples, like it always, it also works the opposite way where you need that food volume if you're trying to eat more yes. to get the food down, right? So I, I think a really great example uh, that I can give you guys regarding food volume of how it can go both ways is, so a majority of my clientele come to me with the goal of uh, losing fat, right? But I also have people who come to me with the goal of putting on weight, right? So when people think about dieting, they think about food and eating for their goal, they, they often think in terms of losing mass right losing fat right. so for for those guys you want to maximize food volume right so you don't get hungry so you can actually stick to your plan because as we know adherence and consistency and how long you can go is the key to getting the re results that you need whereas now if i have someone who's a hard gainer has a really hard time putting on weight eating a lot of food they would do the exact opposite of that person, right? So sometimes, depending on the clients, I'll tell them to do the exact opposite. And you might think that's that's that's, that's weird almost, but it's not. Think about that kid who, who can't eat enough food simply 
for the fact that maybe he doesn't have an appetite, just doesn't feel like eating. For him, he wants calorie-dense food that is low in food volume, right? So he can get enough calories and not feel so stuffed. So when it comes to carbs, let's say someone dieting might be a better choice to get eat potatoes. But someone trying to put on size and eat more, rice is the better choice. Whereas rice is not so good in the case of you trying to lean down because you can't eat much of it and you're going to be hungry. And I'm not saying, uh, mind you guys, I'm not saying that you can't eat rice when you're leaning down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for, for the amount of food volume, yeah. rice, you're going you're gonna to eat a little bit of rice and it's going to take up all your carbs. That's what I'm saying. Okay, uh, one, one, one really good example. You know how like one very common weight loss, fat loss tip is don't drink your calories. If you're trying to put on weight, drink your damn calories if you can't eat enough. So there you guys go. Again, like very few things in regards to training and in regards to nutrition is like black and white, right? It's always going to come down to context. So... I want to talk uh, protein intake mm-hmm. because it, before we move on into the mm-hmm. questions, because I found, again, I've been doing this, like I've been training 10, 12 years. This is the first time in a six month period that I'm actually hitting my protein for consistently hitting my protein. So outside of calories, whether you're being in a caloric deficit or you're in a caloric surplus, how big of a deal is protein intake? All right, mic drop moment. Protein is fucking important, okay? So if I had to sum it up, guys, once you figure out your caloric goal for your your physique goal, whether it be maintain your weight, lose weight, or gain weight, once you have that caloric number, the next thing you need to consider is getting adequate protein. And that right there will be 90% of the equation for you. Meaning, carbs and fats can be divided up among the remaining calories however you like. Whether, if you like more fat, do that. If you like more carbs, do that. But if you, you bump one up, you gotta lower the other one. So protein is vastly important. And it's important because it does so many things for a diet. When you are dieting down, you want to, so when we're talking about looking good, when we're dieting down, I'm not just concerned about fat loss. I'm very concerned about muscle retention, right? So if you're dieting down, you're going to look your best. You're going to have the best body recomposition if you lose the most amount of fat possible while keeping the most amount of muscle possible and why i bring this up is that most people they simply starve themselves and even worse than just simply starving yourself and doing this massive calorie deficit they don't get sufficient protein while they're doing this so you know you know what happens their muscle just falls off them so you spent all this time in the gym all this hard work building muscle just to lose it all and yes, while well, you, you may be getting smaller and losing weight, but you're just going to end up skinny fat. And what's the point of that if you don't look good when you diet down? Because I know you guys are just dying down to look good. So that kind of goes against the goal. Protein also allows you to... Protein is also the most satiating of the three macronutrients, meaning protein makes you feel full. Protein also has a thermic thermogenic effect because uh, when you eat you also burn calories because your body requires calories just to run the whole system so something like digestion requires calories so when you eat you actually burn calories having to break down that food and protein has the highest thermic effect and what that means is when you when you eat protein you burn more calories so just think about, think about all the things that it does. Helps you keep your muscle, helps you stay fuller, which helps you stick to your diet, 
And by consuming protein, you're also burning more calories just eating. Not to mention all the other overall health benefits of consuming protein. That's kind of like one problem where people um, who maybe go plant-based mm-hmm. run into, right? Mm-hmm. They stop. I, I work with a couple people where they go plant-based and they feel good for a little bit. But after a couple months, maybe after a year, mm-hmm. the deficiencies start catching up. Yes. It's real. It's real. Okay. So re- honestly, like the protein intake for me was the biggest thing. Just hitting my protein. I look back on some of the progress pictures. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> do you ever do that? You look back at yeah, your pictures, yeah. you're like, what the f- I look like that? Yeah. You know? And it could have only been like four weeks ago or six weeks ago. You're like, what the? F-? Anyway. Okay. So protein intake, super key. That's something I've been encouraging people to like, when people start asking me questions, I'm like, okay, just uh, be aware of the protein, right? Yeah. Like you got to get it in. You can't have a 200 pound guy consuming 80 grams of protein and thinking they're going to lean out or grow. Hell no right okay so let's let's roll into some listener questions i know you're excited about this one so we'll do this first does uh okay so this question is from jessica she's one of my current clients i i really wanted to address this question because i think it's a great great question so thank you jessica for this one she asked if a bigger calorie surplus, does that equal faster muscle growth? And the answer is no. So let's, let's dive into this. You guys know that in order to lose fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. So that just means consuming less calories than you're expending. And vice versa in order for you to put on size and muscle you need to be eating above your maintenance so we call that a calorie surplus so this this is gonna be i i really want you guys to pay attention to this because i see a lot of guys going wrong when it comes to this so let's address dirty bulking right that's when you what i say eat like an asshole just eating everything in sight thinking you're going to put on more muscle why this doesn't work is that with some with putting on muscle mass you also will put on some fat that's just the reality of it suck it up if you want to get bigger you have to put on some fat and with that being said the amount of fat that you put on can be greatly greatly minimized if you have just enough of a surplus and not go overboard, right? So typically, we're talking anywhere between, if you want to do it smaller, 300 to 500 extra calories. And that, over time, over a span of weeks and months, that is more than enough to grow. So there is absolutely no reason to do 1,000 calories, right? Because people think the more they eat, the more muscle they're going to put on. It doesn't work like that. So let's say you only need 500 calories, but now you're intaking 2,000 calories. What do you, what do you guys think that 1,500 extra calories is going to do? It will go to fat. You are going to put on more fat. And why this is bad is that when you're actually trying to diet down, you put on so much damn fat that now when you're dieting down, you have to diet longer. And anytime you're dieting, you're in a calorie deficit, you're not making gains. So you're not putting on more muscle, you're not improving your physique, you're just shredding the fat off to reveal what's underneath, right? So if you do this, you can make yourself work harder in the future, right? And what if you put on so much damn fat relative to muscle that when you diet down, you cut for so long, that you end up losing muscle as well because there, there will come a point where if you're dieting long enough, you will start losing muscle. So a bigger surplus doesn't equal more gains. Your body can only make what it makes in a certain amount of time, okay? So it's not, it's not linear. What I mean by that is, guys, think about it like this. 
This is the analogy that I always give in regards to dirty bulking, okay? So, imagine that you are a plant. You want this plant to grow, get bigger, stronger, whatever. You only need to water it just enough, okay? So, if you water the plant more, it's not going to make it grow faster. If anything, you might drown the plant and it might actually even die. Where in this case of a person, they're putting on way too much damn fat. So no, a, no, a, f a bigger calorie surplus does not equal faster growth. So do not dirty bulk. You will regret it. I speak from past experience. I've been very, very fat. <laughs> It took a long time to get it off. Don't make yourself work harder if you have to. Don't have to. Okay, I'm actually really glad you touched on that. Because I wanted, you, I wanted to ask you about clearing up the misconception of bulking and cutting. Mm -hmm. I find that us as natural athletes, mm -hmm. lifetime natural athletes, well, maybe, you know. So as natural athletes, like we're not, we're not using drugs is like, is it actually necessary for people to bulk and cut like, you know, that classic, as you said, like people, I find sometimes when people are asking me about bulking, mm -hmm. they just kind of want an excuse or a reason to eat all the food yes. that they want to eat. Right. And then it's like, as you said, it just makes your cut that much harder. So it's like, so I'm really glad you touched on that because I really, now that I did this, I'm like, okay, it's actually better to not put on excess amount of fat mm -hmm. because, as you said, you're just going to have to diet for longer yes. to get back to that lean stage, right? Yeah. So, okay. I guess we... So, you, what, what you're asking me is... Like, is... For most of us, for most of us, do we actually need to bulk and cut aggressively? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, I, I think this... In regards to this this question, we got to look at the context, right? Like, where is this individual in in their stage of training, right? One one thing I always advocate to everyone is you should stay in a major in a calorie surplus the majority of the year, right? And if you're consistently putting on size, you're getting stronger, you're putting on more muscle, and you're still relatively lean, then you never really have to cut. Right. And, and I think when it comes to cutting, right, if the average person is not competing, it's more of a vanity thing. So just look at yourself in the mirror. And are you happy with your current level of leanness? If not, then you can cut. But with that being said, I don't think most people deserve to cut. And what I mean by this is, Everyone wants to look like a guy that's shredded on the cover of the magazine. But 9 out of 10 people don't have the enough muscle mass to actually look like that, even if they were able to get all their fat off. So that's what I mean when I say deserve to cut. Like I have, um, you know when those skinny-ass little high school kids come up to you and I'm like, bro, you weigh like a buck 35, man, like, or less. You don't even weigh a plate. And you want to talk about, hey, let's, I want to cut. I'm like, fam, what do you have to cut? What do you have to cut? <laughs> like, you, you, you're going to be, you're probably trying to cut, like, bone marrow, bro, <laughs> at that point. Like, what do you have to cut? But majority of the year, guys, focus on bulking. And I say that with um, quotations. Just, just eat enough to make gains. Because if you're not eating enough, uh, the amount of time that you're spending in the gym, the effort, it's going to go to waste. You're not going to get as much as you can out of it. So just make sure you're eating enough. And if you feel like you're getting a little bit too heavy or you're not liking the look, then yes, you can just scale things back. But aside from having to cut and bulk a majority of the time, you don't have to. Like, like Nelson, okay? Nelson's a great example. Like, Remember when we first met? I told him, Nelson, you're young. You're not allowed to cut until you can bench three plates, squat four plates, and deadlift five plates. 
we said that jokingly but he he took that to heart and he did it and as soon as he accomplished all those goals he hit me up and now the man has abs and he looks fucking amazing so but that that took him years and years of eating and lifting to get that big to build that size and strength and remember this guys it takes losing fat is easy okay even people who don't know what the hell they're doing they can lose fat we've all seen it we've all seen it with your your coworker at work okay but that doesn't mean they look better they're just getting smaller there's a difference so with that being said losing fat takes mere weeks and months at most like Theo and I if we really had to we if we dialed it down for four to six weeks our abs is going to be popping if, if we dial it in right because we know what we're doing but it takes months and years to build size and strength and muscle so that's what you should be focusing on majority of the year that's why it's called building strength, man. Gotta get stronger. By the way, shout outs to Nelson. Nelson's a fucking killer. Yo. Are we in? Oh no. Oh fuck. Hello. Are we in? Oh. Hello. Mike, check. We are back. All right. All right. I don't know what happened there, but heart rate heart rate definitely increased. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so I saved it, and now we're recording on a new file. So what I can do is put it all together. All right, so technical difficulties right there, but we back. So at this point in time, now that I've... Okay, as you said, it's like I'm fairly happy with how lean I am, and now is it just a matter of eating in a slight surplus for most of the year? And if there's an event or if there's a date or maybe summer's coming and I want to lean out a little, it can happen in like four to eight weeks, no problem, right? that's that's just how it rolls now yeah so someone in in theo's uh case right he's looking pretty good right now and our goal is to just eat enough to recover from training and to grow so if he reaches a point where he's like hey i i just feel like being a little bit leaner sometimes with clients i might uh implement a mini cut right and this is just a period of maybe just for it, it could be real short anywhere from two to six weeks right and i use this just to help them lean out a little bit while they're putting on weight and size and to minimize the fat gain and also um i'm sure you run into this problem that when when you're in the off season or in a surplus for long enough you simply start to lose your appetite it's hard to eat right so maybe scaling it back doing getting back into a deficit that that'll kind of resensitize your body you'll be hungry again you'll you drop off some fat uh get things to clean up look a little bit tighter and then dive right back in with like pretty much kind of put depriving yourself a little bit just to regain that appetite so you can always do that but you can only do that if you're relatively lean right we do those mini cuts for the clients that are already pretty good at a healthy range of body fat where someone with a lot of body fat i think they should just keep going and going right so that that's a that's a case more for someone like you or me and i guess that's something i want to touch on too is that it's always such a long-term game right like i feel like a lot of people when they ask these questions like you know how do i get leaner what are you doing to get leaner or even if it's the other way where they want to get bigger, they always seem to be in like such a rush. Like they want this to happen in the next six weeks or they want this to happen like, okay, it's November right now. By December, I want to be like, I want to lose all this fat. And it's like, you have to understand that we've been doing this for a very long time. And like our main focus is the in-gym performance, right? right? Like putting the weight on the bar, getting stronger in all the key lifts. And I just, I've like, lately just trying to encourage people to be a little more patient and it's like this is a really long-term game like yeah i always go back to okay there are 52 weeks in a year yeah you know if you and you plan to live for the next 30 40 years I'll it's like forever, exactly <laughs> exactly so so 30 more years of lifting 50 weeks a year yeah. what's that 
1500 weeks like what's 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 12 whoa what's uh 12 weeks of like you know i so just want to encourage people if you're out there you're trying to lose fat or maybe you're trying to gain it's like just take your time do the right things take your time and honestly for me what helped me a lot is i simply hired my boy coach d like one day i woke up I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not really happy with how things are going. I hit him up and I, I hired him. It's not like I didn't know all this stuff before. Like theory-wise, I knew that, okay, calorie deficit, you got to hit your protein. But until I put my money where my mouth is, because all, all commitments, it's either, all commitments start with either your watch or your wallet. You either got to commit your time or your money, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I committed my money. And of course, throughout this process, I've committed a lot of time to prepping the meals, making sure everything's good. But just want to say, you know, I'm going to ask coach about how to calculate because we touched on it earlier, mm-hmm. like about how to calculate your starting calories and your mm-hmm. protein and all that. Mm-hmm. So he's going to give you that info, but you're going to get the real value if you just hire the man, right? So if you're ready to take the step, I really encourage you to just hit my boy up at Power Physique on IG. But like, really, again, I, I'm saying I knew I knew what to do. Did I ever do it? Not not nope. consistently <laughs> enough, not consistently enough to see the progress. Right. But with that, with that level of account- accountability, I was able to follow through, stick to the plan most of the time and, you know, make some gains. So, coach, like, let's go back a little bit earlier. You were saying that once someone has figured out their calories, once someone has figured that out then it comes down to like okay how do you figure out your protein so how does someone get to that okay so you guys have to keep in mind these are just very very general starting guidelines okay and it can vary greatly from individual but it's going to give you a very good base i'll say anywhere between let's say 85 to 90 percent of you guys this will this will work pretty well so uh, typically, maintenance calories about take your body weight and multiply that by 15. That'll, that'll give you a good base for maintenance, right? You'll, you'll be somewhere around there. And this is not set in stone, okay? So depending on which stage you're in, uh, whether let's say you're in off season, you're super fat, or right now you just came out of a diet, this will this can vary greatly, right? And that's why you need a coach to make these adjustments for you, right? Because like I said, all this info is out there on Google, guys. So you can hop on Google, find a macro calculator, and you you could do that. But here's the thing about having a good coach. When you have a good coach, anyone could give you starting macros, okay? But a good coach is able to adjust it for you. But before someone can even adjust it for you, you actually have to put in the work to see if, hey, are these numbers actually working? Because a lot of people think they track, but they don't. Tracking entails having a goal to hit and then executing that every single damn day, okay? That means if I want Theo to hit 300 grams of carbs, 180 grams of protein, 70 grams of fat in a day, he better hit those damn numbers so I can make those adjustments to see, hey, is it actually working, right? Tracking is not pulling up my fitness pal and typing in barbecue chicken and just punching. That is not tracking. A lot of y'all think that's tracking. That's just randomness. That's not going to get you anywhere. But going back to uh, finding the basics, you got to, yeah, so body weight times 15 is going to give you a very, very rough number. And from there, figure out your, your protein goal. So typically for everyone, just a general rule of thumb is uh, one gram per pound. So if you weigh 160 pounds, that's 160 grams of protein, okay? And it couldn't even go as low as 0.8, right? There's many other factors that can uh, impact how much you're given, but that's what you get when you hire me, and I'll figure that out for you, because like I said, these are rough starting base, like what if 
there's there's many factors, right? Like gender, level of physical activity, uh, training history, the amount of muscle mass you have. For example, let's say, uh, so right now, Theo, you're very active, right? So I got you eating a lot of food. But what if Theo moved to a desk job? He stopped moving about so much. Then I have to reduce that. So these are all the things I need to know. And that's why you need a coach to work with you closely to let you know these things. And pretty much once you figure out your calories and your protein, like I said earlier in the podcast, that's 90% of it, you can divide up your carbs and your fats however you like. If you like more fats, then do that. But know that if your fats is higher, you got to reduce the carbs. Or if you like more carbs, then know that you're not going to be able to eat as much fat. And that's just the way it goes. With, with that being said, I, I am a huge advocate of a high-carb diet or as high as possible. Main reason being, I love uh, lifting heavy. I love to put on size and build muscle. And you will maximize your muscle growth if you maximize your carb intake. All right, so there it is. The general recommendations, body weight times 15 is generally going to be the maintenance Probably, calories, right? right? So that's the maintenance. And like, like we said with the surplus and the deficit take off, yeah. let's let three to 500 calories okay. each way. Okay, and then so times 15 for general maintenance calories, plus or minus whether you're going for the deficit or the surplus. Uh-huh. And then starting protein is about one gram per pound of body weight. Again, you'll, as someone does this, they'll figure out like, figure it what, out. but again, it, you have to do it first, right? Let's do That's, an example, right? Like, what if someone's like 300 pounds? That times 15 is like, yeah, that's not going to work for them, man. That's, that's a lot of damn food. They're not going to lose weight on that, right? Yeah. So like I said, for, for the majority of the population, it's going to give you a very rough number, but nothing's perfect yeah. until you actually do it and track for real. And again, that's what we're saying. It's like if, this is, if, if body composition, if strength gains, if these are goals of yours like, and you're not putting in the work every day, to get there it's like what are what are we really doing here yeah. i think um lost it lost my train of thought <laughs> there <Take your> time. <laughs> hmm. hmm you want to jump in you have anything to add here um so did we get through all the questions yeah i, th- I think so anything um you know what i actually want to say like as I said, I knew all this before, but I never actually did it. So then I never actually got the experience. And if I didn't get the experience, and until I got the experience, that's when I actually learned about whether which of these things were true or not for me. And I just want to say, like, if you're at a point where you feel like you're ready to go to that next level and push it a little further, move a little closer to your goals, this is a good way to go about it. And you know what? I don't come on here and put just anyone on. You guys know me. We're all about the basics. Want to make sure you guys have the right information. So Coach D, Coach D's your boy. If uh, losing fat, if you want to put on some muscle, or really if you want to get stronger, anything. It's, it's called power physique for a reason. You want to get stronger, you want to get a better physique, all that good stuff. Coach, um, Let's just uh, let's just shoot the shit for the next five ten minutes. Anything yeah. else? Anything else you want to add here? Um, so, th- like, like Theo said, right? He knew a lot of the theory, but it wasn't until that he actually did it that he learned more, right? And that's very much like my contest prep. It was just it's just they're the same thing, guys, right? Reading about something and doing something is completely different. And one thing I always say to my guys or anyone who embarks on this journey with me, right, is that you're going to learn a skill that's going to benefit you for life, whether you're doing it for three months, six months, a year. Just any amount of time that you put into learning, it's going to put you ahead of 99% of the population when it comes to 
knowing exactly what to eat, how to portion your food for your goals, whether it be to lose or gain weight. And this this is the wisdom you can even impart on like your children. I have many clients who like they they have kids and through learning how to portion everything, they've been able to make healthier choices not just for themselves, but the loved ones in their life and i think that's amazing that i get the opportunity to help you guys with that yeah i i think that's actually such a big thing as i said like my i was blessed because my parents you know my mom especially she knew how to eat you know get the protein in get the vegetables in throw it all on rice and you're good you know and then in terms of portion control she knew how much of that so it's like she was able to pass that on to me and I kind of learned it without like actively going out seeking that information, right? So as as D said, it's like if you're able to learn these things for yourself, gain the experience, then you can help the other people in your life too. Whether that's your kids, whether that's your grandparents, you know, your spouse. Big, big. Actually, I do have one last question. This is a question I get so much. I get this question so much. People ask me, how can you eat donuts or ice cream or steak and still get leaner and have abs like how can you eat x and still get leaner first of all i want to preface we've talked about this before i just have ab genetics <laughs> d d hates me i have abs even oh, if i'm not that lean that's right. but but let's let's talk about this i think we have talked about this the whole episode it's it really comes down to i can eat the donut and still get leaner because i'm tracking because I know how much of everything else I'm eating, right? Yeah. So I'm taking into account, okay, this donut has like the Boston cream. I know it off the top of my head. You know, I know how much fat it has. I know how many calories it has. So I just work around that. But how would you answer this? Okay, someone asked you. Okay, when, when it comes to get, losing weight, it's, it's simply about a calorie deficit, guys. I've no, I'm gonna beat this into your head until you you understand okay before you ask us anything right you gotta ask am i in a calorie deficit okay and if you are you will lose weight regardless of what you eat mind you it's better to uh pick quality foods because if you do that you're gonna be able to stick to your diet better you're gonna keep more muscle right but they've proven this guys it's this is science the number one thing is a calorie deficit you cannot lose weight without a calorie deficit so although theo may eat these foods that you guys may think are not clean or bad foods he's still maintaining a calorie deficit so for example what if what if what if Theo can eat 3,000 calories in, in a day and still lose weight? If Theo eats 2,000 calories in donuts and he doesn't eat the 1,000 remaining calories, he's still going to lose weight. So that's what it's all about, guys. And it's not like he's eating them for every single meal and because that's what people tend to think. You guys need to understand this about social media. It's just a bunch of fucking highlights, right? Like, you don't know what Theo eats the rest of the day. Yeah. Just because he posts a donut, you think he's, he's crushing five, six a day? He's not. Mm-hmm. But I think it's valuable that Theo has the skill of tracking macros, understanding uh, energy balance, maintaining a calorie deficit because it allows him the, the freedom and the flexibility to still have these foods in his life that he enjoys whilst still getting to his goal. And that's what it's all about because fitness, anything that you do, it should enhance your life. So if you're such a slave to the diet and you can't enjoy this or that, then what are you really doing it for, guys? This, this is meant to make your life better. That's something I try to encourage people to do as well is like everyone has their own cravings, right? Like for me, it's just personally, it's just donuts. I like donuts. I like baked goods. Mm -hmm. Um, What what are your cravings? What do you like? What kind of food do you enjoy? 
me man like believe it or not we have like serious serious sweet tooth <laughs> my what's my shit i love i love like ice cream man uh donuts i fucking love cereal you guys know that yeah. i crush a lot of that so like the reason we're able to eat all those things and still lose weight is simply because we're we're eating just enough of those things to lose weight and what i mean by that is you got to look at it like this there are no magic foods guys there are no magic foods that will make you lose fat or lose weight it's not about what you eat it's about how much you eat meaning if you eat a ton of healthy wholesome food but if you're eating too much of that then you're still not going to lose weight whereas you can eat very shitty food like you let's say all you eat is mcdonald's but you're not eating enough mcdonald's to sustain your weight you're gonna lose weight and i'm not gonna get into how you feel because obviously you're gonna feel like shit if you're not eating quality food but you're still gonna lose weight so end of the day before you ask us anything just think am i in a calorie deficit that's all it's about all right i like that am i in a calorie deficit Actually, that's, um, yes, we have massive sweet tooths. And that's what I, that's why, that's what I mean when it's, when I'm saying like, it doesn't have to be perfect. And a lot of people go into it like, you know, they go into it too serious, too extreme. Like they don't want to have, they restrict everything, you know, and it doesn't work out. It just doesn't fucking work out. Like you restrict everything. You last like a week max and then you go off. So, right. (laughs) So, so it's like what I'm trying to encourage people to do is like, instead of succumbing to your cravings, it's like, okay, I did, I restricted myself for like four or five days. And then that fifth day I fucking go off and just eat everything. Instead of doing that, it's like, okay, why don't you just plan to have that donut or that cereal? It's like, okay, I'm going to eat that tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or like, I'm going to eat that before my workout tomorrow. Just plan it instead of kind of making it an unplanned thing mm-hmm. all right any uh any closing words out here we're at about 55 minutes here closing any closing words for the people mm-hmm. calorie deficit calorie deficit calorie deficit, calorie deficit. Calorie deficit. I, do you follow syat jordan syat uh, on uh, ig checked out his stuff he's he's you know he just crushes calorie deficit People, yeah. ask him, people ask him a question and his answer, you know, the question answer, yeah. his answer is always calorie deficit, calorie deficit. Right. <laughs> uh, like what, what foods will uh, help me lean out? He's like calorie deficit. <laughs> That's his thing. All right. So closing words from me, I'll give you some time to think. Mm-hmm. Closing words for me, really like don't be in such a rush. Be patient. It's going to take time. And I hope you plan to do this for the rest of your life, right? That's health and fitness. So what's the rush? Put in the work every day, do the right things, be consistent. You know, you know the deal. All right, guys, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. We just brushed on very general things, but I hope you guys got a lot of, of value out of that. Calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit. But joking aside, uh, so treat treat food like how it's supposed to be treated. Food is a part of life. It's meant to be enjoyed. Uh, I, I feel Theo and I have a very healthy relationship with food. And I hope that we can educate you guys to hopefully develop that for yourself if you already don't. I mean, food, food is one of the joys of life, right? Like, what's, what's better than cooking a meal for your loved ones or having a nice dinner out with your friends? It's meant to be enjoyed, but that being said, when you have your fitness goals, you just got to learn to work with the food, right? It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't got to starve yourself. Please, please get that out of your head that looking at food as bad or that where you want to get to requires you starving yourself. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, just eat wholesome foods. Have good eating principles. You guys don't even have to track macros. And I say that as a macro coach because it's, it's a huge task to take on. 
if you don't have the background knowledge, if you already don't have a healthy relationship with food. So, with that being said, I hope you guys all the best. And hopefully, Theo gets me back on the show soon. And we can dive more into nutrition and training. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Power Physique. Feel free to shoot me a DM if you ever have any questions. I love to give you guys advice whenever I can. So yeah, so let's let's chat soon. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I have so much trust in D. That's why we're homies, cause he genuinely cares. Like me, we you know, it's always like hit us up if you have. But all right, I'll finish that off after.